Welcome back to the Chai Rocha Nachyomi Learning Initiative. You are listening to Sefer Yehoshua Perak Hay with Yehoshua Eisenberg. And Perak Hay tells the story of the national bris milah that takes place at Gilgal. Immediately after the Bnei Yisrael exit the Yardane, they are entered into this bris, facilitated and performed by Yehoshua. And the Navi tells us that this is the second of its kind. The first national bris milah took place in Mitzrayim, just before the Bnei Yisrael partook of the first ever Karban Pesach. And says the Navi that for the entire duration of the 40 years of traveling in the Midbar, not a single Jewish male was able to receive a brismila due to the dangers of the travel. Rashi tells us that there was this northern wind that would normally provide um, healing and recovery from the brismila. And perhaps a question for a separate time, why with all the miracles that were happening did Hashem not provide them the opportunity to do brismila in the Midbar? But be that as it may, the Bnei Israel are about to partake of Korban Pesach once again. And that warrants this national bris milah for everyone who has not had it yet. And of course, the entire first generation has already passed on, so now this is really the uh, a new generation of bris milah. And once again, all of this took place in Gilgal. The question is, why was the location called Gilgal? The answer can be found in the Psukim, Parakei Pasuk Tes. It's from the word Galosi, or Galal, Galal, which we'll have to interpret soon. But we'll say just a push-up shot from Rashi that it's Lashon of Hasara, it means to remove. Thus, says Hashem to Yehoshua, Hayom Galosi Es Mitzrayim. Today I'm going to remove the embarrassment, the disgrace, the ridicule, the insult of Mitzrayim. What is the disgrace of Mitzrayim? Most of the Mepharshim, not Rashi, but most of the Mepharshim explain that the embarrassment of Mitzrayim refers to the foreskin. Being an Aurel, having foreskin, was a mark of an Egyptian. And then this was considered an embarrassment to the Jewish people, to the Bnei Israel, to not have a bris milah. But says Hashem, I'm going to remove that, I'm going to change all of that today. Now a simple question to ask is why is it that the Navi uses a Lushan of Gal or Galal? It can use a Lushan of Hasara, Lehasir, to remove. Why does it say Galal? The truth is Galal has another meaning. It means to roll. We'll talk about that in a moment. Rashi explains that the cherpa, the insult of Mitzrayim, refers to something else entirely. Rashi's comments can be found right here. They could also be found at the, very early on in Parshas Bo, when the Bnei Israel are trying to um, achieve their freedom from Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu lobbying for them, and Paro says that ra'a is neged panechem, that even if you do leave Mitzrayim, even if you do try to travel to Eretz Yisrael, there is ra'a, there is evil against your face. What exactly does that refer to? Rashi explains, based on the Midrashim, that ra'a, refers to this evil star. Contemporary scholars have suggested that this is referring to the Eye of Ra, which was uh, worshipped by the Egyptians. It explains Rashi, Ra'a, which means evil. There's this evil star, which is a sign, uh, it's an omen of blood and death. And Paro says, if you leave Mitzrayim, you're not going to make it very far. This was the insult, the ridicule, the disgrace of Mitzrayim, that they would say that there is evil following you around. And so what was changing today, Rashi explains that the astrological notion that the Bnei Israel would experience blood would in fact be fulfilled, but not because the Bnei Israel were going to suffer and to die and to bleed out, but because they were going to do the mitzvah of bris milah. After the Chet Egel, Moshe says, why would you take us out of Mitzrayim just to destroy us? They'll say, that he took us out with evil, meaning that we're going to die by that star. So Hashem uh, promised through his actions to make sure that that would not happen, but instead the blood that is referenced by the, by the star of Ra would be fulfilled through bris milah. Instead of blood of sadness, it is blood of simcha. We see that in the world of astrology and mazal, 
things can be fulfilled in multiple ways. There's a famous medrash that talks about how Paro's astrologers foresaw that the the Hebrew savior would have his downfall through water, and not only that, but at a certain point, the astrologers told Paro, yes, the Hebrew savior has in fact been thrown into the water, and it was fulfilled through Moshe being in the basket when Yochavit's mother tried to hide him. And I believe that this is why the Navi uses the word Gal from the word Gilgul. We think of Gilgulim as a reference to reincarnations. The word Gal really means to roll, or Gilgul means to recycle, double roll. Hashem uses reincarnations to recycle neshamos so that we can have tikkunim, spiritual rectifications, right? Hashem doesn't want to destroy neshamos and recreate them new, yesh me'ayin. Hashem wants to allow the neshama to have a restorative process, not to punish, but to facilitate the growth and improvement, and that happens through Gilgulim. Hashem will recycle the neshama, allow it to go into a new body, and to try again. And that is how Hashem works with Mazalos too, with, with Mazal, with uh, constellations. The same thing can be fulfilled in more than one way. And Hashem recycles that which is coded into the stars. It could happen in more than one way. You could toil in the labor of your work, or you could toil in Torah, however you want to use it. Now, considering all this talk about astro- astrology and Mazal, some of you might be familiar with the concept uh, discussed in the Gemara of Ein Mazal Yisrael that really we're not supposed to be affected by the stars. We're affected by Torah, mitzvot, tefillah, chesed. We're above the stars. So interestingly, Rav Yonis and Eibshitz, in his Sefer, Avas Yehonasan, explains that our transcendence over the stars only takes place once we have bris mila. Thus, Hashem removed the sovereignty, the dominion of the stars from us when we got the bris mila, another possible interpretation of our Pasuk. However, Rav Yonis explains that even so, even though we are above the stars, we're not entirely above the stars. Right? In Mazal Yisrael means that we're not limited to what it says in the stars, but the coding that Hashem placed into the stars will still happen in some form. And again, we get to choose what form that is. And not everything has to be Ra, not everything has to be bad. We can turn it to Tov. We can make our Mazal a Mazal Tov. And we should be Zoha to that. Thank you for joining us here at the Chayrach Learning Program. We'll see you back here at Perek of...